Buenos dias, desde San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Argentina update for the week of the 16th of September, 2021. Ten minutes or so of what's been happening in the Argentine during the week, every single week. So here you go. First thing we have to touch base on is the results of the primaries. Yes, Sunday's Paso elections were only the primaries, and we still have to do it all over again in November. Argentina's ruling coalition, Frente de Todos, was heavily defeated, which came as a surprise for the government. The heaviest blow was losing the Buenos Aires province, which has historically supported them, as well as Santa Cruz, home province of Vice President Cristina Fernandez de Kirchner. The current government only emerged victorious in five provinces. After most of the votes had been counted, President Fernandez took the stage at the coalition's bunker in Chicarita, where he admitted that errors had been made, which caused a decrease in the government's support. He vowed to meet society's demands and win back voters before the final midterm elections in November. Meanwhile, the opposition thanked voters for handing them an opportunity ahead of the coming midterms. During their Sunday speeches, confidence seemed sky high among the leaders of the party Together for Change, Juntos por el Cambio, who enjoyed their strongest performance in the Paso. Cheers of joy were also heard in the headquarters of the Avanza Libertad coalition, which saw the Libertarian Front become the third largest force in Buenos Aires city and province, led by economist Javier Melier and José Luis Espert. The center-right party celebrated the surprising results and are looking forward to establishing themselves as the main alternative to the two most popular forces. So what does this mean for Argentina? First and foremost, Sunday's results are a punishment for the government and a strong wake-up call as Argentinians continue to be hit by inflation, recession, and delayed vaccination. After the defeat, Argentinian bonds rallied, stocks jumped the most in three weeks, while the prices for parallel market dollars decreased to 182 pesos. Results are unlikely to change drastically in the next couple of months, but beyond the feelings of optimism or defeat, there's still a lot to be done. For example, negotiating with the International Monetary Fund, or IMF, before the end of the year, Argentina must pay more than $4 billion U.S. dollars to the IMF, including a $1.9 billion payment due on the 22nd of September. Now, with the government defeat, Economy Minister Martin Guzman's negotiating power has been weakened, which could affect his plans of getting an extended fund facility. In fact, it could even put his job at risk since rumors of a possible replacement have been flying around Casa Rosada. After the primary election defeat, the government also expected to launch a package of economic measures to boost household incomes and consumer spending. These measures may include an increase to minimum Social Security payments and handouts to low-income parents. The measure will be announced in the coming days. Other news, more than 5 million people have now recovered from COVID in Argentina. There's also been a steady decrease in the occupation of intensive care units to 42%. On Friday the 10th, the Posada Hospital recorded zero positive test results for the first time since the start of the pandemic, something the government sees as a good omen. Both the shipments of Pfizer vaccines that arrived last week and the new one that arrived on Thursday the 16th are being used to initiate vaccination schedules for adolescents without risk factors starting at 17 years of age. To this day, a total of about 30 million people have received at least one dose, with 18 million having completed the full two-shot immunization plan. Speaking of millions and billions, the Mendoza province is in talks with some of the world's top producers of potash to exploit the Rio Colorado mine, which would require an investment of $5 billion U.S. dollars. Better known for the production and export of Malbec wine, Mendoza took over the Rio Colorado potash project several months ago after years of wrangling with the Brazilian company Vale S.A. 
Now the province is looking for an advisor to guide the search for investors. Due to economic risks in Argentina, this is not an easy thing to find, but investors can also be drawn in by special benefits, such as the case for oil and gas drillers in the Vaca Muerta shale patch, which called for a new legislation that increases sales abroad and frees some of the export revenues from capital controls. Since we're on the topic of Mendoza, the government authorized international flights to depart from Mendoza province's Francisco Gabrielli Airport. Until now, Buenos Aires Eseiza Airport was the only one operating with international flights. It's likely that Cordoba's will be added to the list sooner rather than later. With this decision came the extension of the entry cap from 17,000 daily passengers to 2,300. Keep in mind, this applies to citizens and legal residents only. On that note about traveling, we have some key information for those of you with plans to hop on a plane in the near future. The government has confirmed that Argentine citizens and residents will use the Mi Argentina app to show their COVID-19 vaccination credentials when traveling abroad. If you're not familiar with it, this app is a civic digital profile for paperwork, making appointments, access credentials, and more. The digital credential will be available in both Spanish and English. The government confirmed that it had communicated the decision to foreign ministries and immigration and health authorities around the world in order to gain acceptance. If you've been vaccinated, the certificate should be automatically uploaded to the app on the basis of the data from the National Registry of Vaccinations, the NOMIVAC. The credential will include information on the name of the vaccine, the dose, and place of inoculation. Since we've been talking about travel, no decision has been made regarding the controversy, or as they say in Argentina, for a big mess like this, papelón, of the 5th of September World Cup qualifier match between Brazil and Argentina. South American football's governing body, CONMEBOL, gave no details on whether the match would be played on another date. At least last Thursday, the ninth saw football fans return to the stadium for the first time since the start of the pandemic. Players were joyful to have some 21,000 spectators there to witness and celebrate Argentina's win against Bolivia at the monumental stadium in Buenos Aires City. Another reunion took place in the offices of the e-commerce giant Mercado Libre. The founder, Marcos Galperin, is reuniting with two key members of the company's founding team, including co-founder Hernan Caza and former chief financial officer Nicolas Sekezi. Together, they have filed a new company called Meli Kazek Pioneer to go public, which will seek to purchase a Latin American tech firm, according to a statement. Meanwhile, Argentina government is promoting investment in a different sector. On Sunday the 12th, the government announced that it will send Congress a comprehensive bill entitled Law for the Promotion of Hydrocarbon Investment, an initiative that covers the exploration and production of conventional and unconventional oil and gas, as well as the transport, treatment, storage, and industrialization of hydrocarbons and their derivatives. As we move towards September, the government will have to promote plenty of initiatives If it seeks to flip the script and change the results of the primaries from a year ago, inflation reached 51%, one of the highest levels since President Fernandez took office. Only just in August, the inflation rate was 2.5%. We're hoping to have news on the opening of the border for international travelers soon, as other countries in the region are moving in that direction. This week, Chile authorized the entry of vaccinated foreigners starting from the 1st of October, who will have to comply with a five-day quarantine upon arrival. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, make sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We also want to know where you are listening from, so drop us a line at podcast at Rorschach.com. If you like the show, share it and subscribe for more. Nos vemos el próximo jueves. 